I guess that's our introduction now. Yeah, we got a new uh, <laughs> new intro. Yeah, but they got it wrong. <laughs> they think we're the road to success. <laughs> I don't know about that. We've got we've got some successful clients out there. But they more successful than not. Uh, I think we can take credit for that. Oh, we get credit. All right. So that's, that's what I think we do. We take credit for, for good things. I like credit. Okay. Well, this is Mike. This is Kevin. And, and we're on the Rolling Toe Show. Right. Not Trump Business and Beyond. Don't worry. We haven't switched places. Not us. Right. Okay. And yeah. it's what day is today? It's the 15th of, of June. 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 And, uh, Rolling through a nice summer. Yes. Uh, everything is going very well for us, basically. Yeah, business is a little slow, but we're all right. Business is slow. We're fine. Yeah, we're and fine. We've got things happening. Yes. You know, we just found out something's happening. We didn't even know. They didn't talk to us about it. Nope. Just put us on the list. Put us on the list. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't ask. Uh, but it was important, apparently. We are one of only four... Uh, companies in the country that can provide Peterbilt master technicians with their alignment training. Alignment certification. Alignment certification, yes. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we right. can do this. Um, and speaking about alignments, yeah. and we will, we can talk about alignments, we can talk about tire wear, we can talk about handling, maybe willing to discuss vibrations. Right. We'll definitely talk about Chrome. Chrome. And I'm really excited about talking about marriage counseling. <laughs> I think that's going to be a big deal. Okay. But I got an email from a fellow earlier this week suggesting a theme for the show today for you and I to fill time. Okay. They want us to talk about the worst alignments we've ever worked on. The stories, right. Or the worst customers. Mm. I don't like to talk about customers that way. But I know the worst, the, the one that comes up first as the worst for me mm -hmm. was a vehicle with a bent frame. Oh, that would do it. And I should have just walked away from it. Yeah. Uh, but I thought maybe I could pull something off. And help you. I could not. No, you can't. <laughs> if the frame's bent, twisted, right. uh, you're screwed. Yeah. got to leave it alone. Okay, do we have any callers on? We do not have any callers. Okay, good. If you did so, want to call. Yeah. The number that you would call would be 855-950-3835. And uh, we'll answer your questions here. Maybe. But we might answer might. the questions. Might. Maybe. We will try to answer your questions here. I don't know if we'd try. We just may say no. <laughs> okay. ask our other guest host, the chat GPT, whether it... Right. Uh, uh, has any answers. <laughs> yeah, chat GPT has. Yeah, especially for the marriage counseling. Yeah, that's good. All right. Okay. If somebody has a marriage canceling question, I would love to compare that to the chat GPT answer that that gives. Uh, far <laughs> out. Okay, as far as the worst alignments I've ever worked on, having done this for as many years as I got, I've got a whole list. You do. The one that came immediately to my mind, I was in Houston, and I was working at an oil refinery. Okay. And one of their bulk delivery trucks needed alignment. And these guys were so into weight savings in the 80s that they had aluminum frame rails. Okay. And an aluminum steer axle. Oh, I don't like that. And all the bolts rusted into the aluminum. All the aluminum. And it took for freaking ever to get anything loose. I bet. In use of a regular steel steer axle, getting the U-bolt out of it's a pain in the butt after a while. But with dielectric corrosion between a steel bolt and aluminum yeah. axle, that U-bolt did not want to move. No. None of them. And I'm in the heat and the humidity in Houston. In Houston. Trying to get this stupid thing to move. Man, that was a pain. There's there's an example of a terrible, terrible alignment. That was, that I mean, was you know, alignments that take a long time, like a concrete pumper or a crane or something like that. They take a long time, but they're not bad. Yeah, like like working on a great big crane with six axles that yeah. all steer it all. 
Yeah, it takes uh, time. Throw it forward. Back but it's throw fun. It. Yeah. You know, you're turning things and you're doing stuff and watching stuff it move. And, oh, look, that I adjusted this axle and that axle moved. Isn't that neat? That, that's that's fun. You get but, finally to the end of it and, you know, job well done and satisfaction and everybody's happy. And, yep, that now, thing goes another two, three years ago. The first time I ever worked on a twin steer. I seem to remember that. I think I was with you. Up at Ruan's location in Mason City, Iowa. Yes, I believe that's Yep. Uh, we drove up there. You couldn't figure it out. Well, we tried to do it the way the book said to do it. The way the book says. Okay. And the book was wrong. Yeah. And I think we made like three trips up there before we finally figured it out. You were almost home and you snapped your fingers and said, I think I got it. Yep. But you're already almost home. So. Yeah. And we, we had to wait until the next trip. We turned around, went back up there, and okay, that fixed it. Now we know how to work on a twin steer. And now we know how to fix a twin. That that became a kind of a big deal. And and the difference was we used the lasers to determine which direction the tires were going. Mm-hmm. Instead of the book saying, well, you measure the length of the drag link and the length of this drag link, and you make sure that all the drag links are the same length. Yeah, that's a pain. And it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. no, you just need to know what direction the, the steer tires are steering. Yeah. When they're all steering the same direction, okay, then you're fine. But right. the drag links don't match. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. We have a couple of callers on here, uh, starting with one that wants to know about uh, air ride suspensions, I think. I think this is Hey, guys. Mike. Yes. Hey, thanks hey. for taking my call, Mike and Kevin. Hey, I got a... Mm-hmm. I bought a 2016 Western Star 4900, and it's got the airliner mm-hmm. rear suspension on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. this truck doesn't ride as well as my old 2000 Freightliner with the same rear suspension. And uh, I've had it aligned in your shops, and we got the front axle dialed in real good. But I think that most of the ride problem is from the back. Can you help me okay, why so do you think that? set it up? For the best ride. Well, so when you hit the bump, do you feel the impact when the steer axle hits the bump or when the drives hit the bump? Uh, mostly when the drives, and it's worse bobtailing, and it's worse the slower you go. You know, if you're just idling through a parking lot and you hit a pavement seam or something, boy, it just it just jars. It's hard. Uh, it almost feels like something's rigid, like you don't have air in the bags, but... You know, I checked the ride height, and that seems okay. So if you could help me with some things to check on that. I'm going to have to think about this for a minute. Right. Kevin, why don't you talk for a while? (laughs) Okay, well, I haven't changed anything back there yet. Um, When we did the alignment, we put on new track, very good. You want to make sure that the U-bolts on the drives are tight because this is an underslung suspension and as the, uh, uh, as the weight stretches the U-bolt, you could end up with a situation where the, the, you, hit the, you hit a bump and uh, the axle is, is trying to get away from the spring. It's laughing. Mike has a note too. What inflation are you running in your rear tires? About ninety-five. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not that's not bad. Even in your bobtail, and that shouldn't be bad. What is the wheelbase length of this truck versus the wheelbase length of your old truck? Uh, this is a little longer. That one was like a two forty something, and this is probably about two fifty, high two fifty, maybe even two sixty. And uh, the springs, I thought maybe the front springs were shorter because this was a set forward. The other truck was a set back. But uh, Jim Fowler did the okay. did the alignment up there, and he set the caster, yeah. and we, you know, the alignment's done, and, and everything's checked out okay. It's just uh, I, I said yeah. it when we did it. I said this truck doesn't ride like my old truck, and I don't know why. So I, uh, I everything hate to tell good. you this, but okay. I think it's the length of the frame. <laughs> like the, shorten it up and ride better. The frame is a spring, also. Okay. okay. I, that frame doesn't sit perfectly straight and level. If you put a level on the top of the frame and you measured and moved it forward from back to front, you'll find out the frame is a big bow. 
It bends down okay. in the middle. That makes sense. The longer it is, the more flex you have in the frame and the more response you're going to get when you hit a bump. Okay. So how is it when it's loaded? It rides pretty good. I don't think it's as good as the Freightliner, but I might just be biased. <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. but uh, with a trailer on, even an empty trailer helps a lot. I think it's all in the frame. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to change that. I don't think you're going to. Well, you could change it. There, there's things you can do to the frame. I think the frame is flexing too much, and it's giving you a rebound. Okay. But well, would that explain? That makes sense. I mean, uh, with when it's empty, it rides worse. When it's loaded, it rides better. Is that just because it's kind of because like a the weight weight pulling it down and not letting it bounce? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which means that if you put just a little bit of reinforcing in the center part of the frame where it's bowed, you could change the rebound. That's true. Okay. okay. Um, or just keep it loaded. Yeah. Always drive with the load. Try to. Um, the other thing I was, you know, uh, this is a glider kit. And I was wondering too if, if the rear axles had been shimmed or driveline angles or anything like that could have anything to do or or even it won't have anything to do with the bump. No. no. Okay. Well, the shocks. I, I was thinking about the shocks, and it's possible switching to gas pressurized shocks might reduce that rebound, stiffen okay, the back end question. up a little bit so that it doesn't bounce. And I don't know what kind of shocks are on it now, but I, I was thinking about changing them. And uh, gas would be the, uh, the the preferred option there. Well, on RVs, if we want to smooth the ride out on an RV, we automatically go to gas shocks. Okay? okay. The reason is a hydraulic shock, it has to bounce three times before it locks up and prevents another rebound. A gas pressurized shock only bounces once. That doesn't allow the force to multiply and start traveling through the vehicle. Okay. So if I want to smooth out the ride, I go to gas shocks. Okay. That answers that. Right. Well, I guess I can try that and see if it helps, and, and uh, I'll keep checking. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, as All far right, as thanks, the driveline angles and the shims, that would cause vibrations, not bounce. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Have a good day, guy. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. We do have one more caller on the line. And if anybody else has any questions, they can call us here at 855-950-3835. And this next one is also from Ohio. So they're doing us good. Uh, something about tires and rocks. Hello. Hey, guys. Maybe her. Hey, uh, are we going to throw rocks at tires? Well, no, these tires pick up too many rocks and they chuck them out and they bang around, sometimes land on the freaking hood. Oh my God. Yeah. They are uh, yeah. Goodyear endurance of their mm-hmm. top tier drive tire. Man, these are mm-hmm. some rock picker uppers. What tire doesn't do that so bad? Do you know? Oh, now, now that. There, there's a whole science in designing the tread on the tires to either pick up or spit out. Uh, well, they all want them to spit them out. They don't want them to retain them because then they drill into the casing. Right. And it's stone drilling. So yeah, if that's you're going to be running over a rocky surface, oh, they stone drill? Yeah, they pick them up. And for a long time, I kept the flat blade screwdriver. I put it in a bench vise and bent a hook on the end of it and go around and pull them out. Mm-hmm. Why well, hell, I couldn't get any okay. freight haul for picking rocks. Well, yeah, it's, but it's horrible. It, yeah, and, and different times, different drive tires over the time, we've had designs that came out, and they were really rock. They would retain rocks and drill them and ruin the casings. And so they'd redesign the angle of the slope of the rubber going down into that void to make them – if a rock got in there, when it flexed, it spits them back out. Okay, right. so uh-huh. the the solution is don't drive over rocks. Yes. <laughs> I thought about chrome in my tread, but I figured it'd be a little slippery. I wouldn't have traction. 
Uh, if you if you take and chrome it and then just rub it with sandpaper, it'll work. <laughs> well, then I need a hot chrome in a flower pot watering spigot that's got a real small hole, so yes. I can just pour it in the grooves of the tire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That would do it. That would do it. And do uh, it on a there. cool day mm-hmm. so the chrome okay. sets up fast. Real fast. Yes. You don't want to do it in fields. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, I can't. I can't tell you which brand is really good right now because I periodically hear, oh, this one's retaining it, and then they change the design, and then it's not retaining it. And so it goes back and forth. But it has been a constant bane for tire design engineers for as long as I've listened to them. Okay, so one one thing I don't notice, Mike, is steer tire, which is really an all position tire, doesn't seem to do it mm-hmm. near as bad. I wonder about just putting those on the back. Well, steer tires don't retain rocks because they don't have the lug type design that would allow it to retain. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Steer tires on the rear. I really like the concept, but the drawback is that you get half as much tread on a steer tire as you do on a drive tire. Right. It starts at 18, True. Uh, 30, 32. 32 so whatever. you're not going to get as many miles out of it. So you're always having to balance the cost of the tire versus the mileage you get out of the tire to figure out which one's the better deal for you. Right. Yep. Okay. So this so truck is a easier 2018. You see rocks yeah. in the road. Yeah. Yeah. Easier would be if you you see rocks in the road, just avoid them, change lanes, whatever you got to do, avoid (laughs) the rocks in the road. Yeah. 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 I promise officer, Mike told me to dodge rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Okay. So this is a 2018 what? Yes. It's a VNL Volvo 670. Short wheelbase, because mm-hmm. all of them are. Um, I took mm-hmm. this thing to Jerry Ream, had him work on it when I first got it. And when he got done with mm-hmm. his alignment, it wasn't far off at all. It was marketably better, but it's still not 100% mm-hmm. gone. It's a bobtail hop, mm-hmm. only bobtail, and you have to be above 60 miles an hour. I know, it goes slower than 60, but sometimes, you know, you got to mm-hmm. go. Okay, bright ideas. Mm-hmm. What in the world would bring on this bobtail hop? Seat and feet. The only place you feel it. Steering wheels, dead solid, nothing. What are you using for balance in your rear wheel? I have Centromatics all the way around, all six positions. Okay, good. So that's the first step. It is possible to be so far out of balance that the Centromatic can't handle it. Okay? Okay. When I start getting hops over 60 miles an hour, it tends to indicate a balance problem. All right. Now, okay. I don't know if you can do it now with the new computer control you got in the damn engines and stuff. I would put it up on jack stands, all four positions, run it up to speed on the jack stands, and look to see if I can see which wheel is hopping. Now, uh-huh. it could be an out-of-round situation where the tire and rim are not mounting straight. It could be a drum causing the problem, and either off-center or so far out of balance that the centromatic can't handle it. Okay. And Interesting. After that, just don't bump. Just don't bump. <laughs> don't bump. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start calling yeah. your shows the King Obvious Show. <laughs> the King of Obvious. You always have to Obvious. Yes, that's us. That's right. That's right. Kind of like the King of Obsolete on I Shrode Truckers, but you're the Kings of Obvious. <laughs> If yes. it causes yeah. a problem, just don't do it. Yeah. Does it hurt when you yes. do this? Yeah, then quit doing that. <laughs> well, Grandma bought me a jacket I, I, when gonna... I was about 10 years old, and she said, how's it fit? And I put my arms out straight. I said, it's okay till I put my arms out straight. She said, well, don't put them out straight. <laughs> okay. Don't put them out straight. It's <laughs> like my old man told me years ago. He says, if, pain, uh, if sex is a pain in the ass, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remember that. That's good. <laughs> that's that's funny shit. All right, All right guys. Luck. I'll let you be, man. Good luck to you. All, All right, right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Good luck. Bye-bye. Right, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, the back of my head is saying that something is off-center on the rear wheels. 
causing that hop. Causing the hop. An hour is pretty low. And it may not be balanced. It may be that one of the rims or the drums is off center. And when it reaches 60 miles an hour, that little bit of eccentricity is causing the hop to start. You put any kind of a trailer on it, and it holds it down and doesn't do that. Right. So I'm almost thinking that, that true balance sleeves may solve the problem. Right. Right. I've seen that some other people have those things, but True Balance has them, and we like True Balance and that. Well, I like True Balance centers the drum and the rim. Right. Right. Okay. All right. We have two more callers in. Jeez. And the first one is uh, either John Deere or John Geary. I really don't know which. But and we don't care. <laughs> uh, Hello, John, John. Fury. It's John Fury with, uh, okay. with an F like Frank. But anyway, right. um, okay. the uh, so I was listening to one of the radio shows, and uh, Mike was talking about uh, driveline angles, and he said you could take the phone and put it up on there to get yep. your angle. Is there any yep. way to yes. do that type of a reading on the steer axle so you can figure out if you're in that three to four degree, I think is what you say. Yeah. Yes. Same way. Same Where, way. You put, you put the phone on top of the frame in line with the frame and, and find out whether the frame is leaning downhill or uphill, how many degrees. Okay. Let's say so that it's the, at zero. The then you take the phone and set it or, on the steer axle. Yeah. Pardon? The actual frame. Okay. Start at the frame to okay. find out where it's at because okay. the real caster is the relationship between the axle and the frame. Right. Ah, so if your frame, okay. let's say it's at zero, and then you take it and you put it on the axle right next to the U-bolts on that flat surface the leash springs sit on, the difference okay. between the frame and the axle is the caster. Okay. Bada boom, bada boom. And you want that within? Not, yeah. We would like it between two and three on a, on a three-axle tractor. Okay. Uh, on a load tractor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Just. What, wondering if there was an easy way to, to you guys explained it because I never understood the caster. So thank you very much. That explains it. Yeah, caster and driveline angles are all relative to the frame. Right. Okay. All right. That very good, buddy. Answers the question. Right. Thank you. You bet. Captain Obvious over here. Captain Obvious. All right. One more. One more. Uh, Better be. If anybody else has any questions, again, the number is eight five five. Nine five zero three eight three five. Or if you happen to have, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you happen to be thinking of a question, but you can't call during the show, the number here for tech calls is five one five nine six seven five six two six, and uh, then we can we can help you out there. Usually that number is for people that have our equipment that are out there doing alignments. But we've had the number since before we even had the equipment. Uh, so we'll still take your call. Book, so, but remember that Captain Obvious or Captain Slow will be the ones answering the phone. <laughs> One of us, anyway. <clears throat> All right, uh, and, and now we got Joe here asking about tire pressure. I guess. Hello. Oh, hi. Hey, I apologize. I haven't heard all of your shows. I haven't always heard you talk, but I do hear you talk a lot about tire pressures. And I got a pet peeve. I want to run by you real quick. You know, peeve away. <laughs> you guys are characters. Hey, um, uh, you ever heard of hitting your stomach, your chest, and your forehead? Wait a minute. Run right by me again. What you do when you walk into the shippers, you hit your stomach, your chest, or your forehead. And what that means is you're getting a load of beats, stomach high, chest high, or fill her up, baby. So the, the guys who, <laughs> Okay. So the guys who do the filler up babies run 120 in their trailers just to get down the highway or they wouldn't get out of the shipper. Now, I always hold legal. Uh, I, could, I could always lose 500 on the drive, but if you get if you get over 53 in the trailer, uh, they won't receive it. They'll receive it, but they won't pay you for over 53 because nobody can haul over 53. Anyway, uh-huh. for years and years and years, everybody was telling me, run 120, run 120, run 120. I was just wondering what your opinion was of that. Okay, for the drive and trailer axles, if you're hauling legal highway-weighted loads, you can only haul 17,000 pounds per drive axle per trailer axle. If you have four tires on the axle, 
You divide that into 17,000. Each tire is carrying about 4,250 pounds of weight. If you go to the tire manual, it will tell you on a normal 295-75-225 low-profile tire or 11R-225, you need about 70 pounds of air to legitimately carry the weight. Now, when we started with radial tires a bunch of years ago, we tried to run what the engineers said. We ran 70 pounds, and the tires were terrible. So over time, we increased and increased the pressure until we got up somewhere between 90 and 100 PSI, and the tires were great. Now, that at 100 PSI, that's still that's already 45% overinflated, and that's enough air pressure to carry about 5,600 pounds of load per tire or over 20,000 pounds per axle. I don't see an advantage to going past 100 PSI. So what? I don't know what the trailer weighs because if you pull onto a scale weighing like that, they start screaming. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if you're going to run seriously overloaded, then yeah, one run 120. If you're running legal highway loads, I don't think you need more than 100. Right. Yeah. A little. Uh, if, there's, if you are, uh, let's see, if you're going to be running a slower or a faster or with more weight, in all those cases, you need more air. Need more air, yeah. So, yeah, running it up to 120 uh, is it, still better than running it down to 70. Yeah, no 70 would be terrible. Uh, overinflation is always better than underinflation. But, but at a 120, I, I have a hard time with that because you've reduced the size of the footprint. Or you've right. reduced your braking and acceleration capability of the tire. Uh, you've increased the possibility of impact brakes. I, I would run between 90 and 100. Right. Really? Well, I always mm-hmm. ran 100. I never had any problem, but I, I never did that. But my friends did, and they said that was the only way they could get out of the dock. And I was always, I never had a chance to call you, and I apologize for being so lax. No, no. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I just, I just okay. thought you thought about that because yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Um, but they all, yeah. they all swear by it. I mean, it's. And then they, they go out there and adjust the Well, there's a lot of things I swear by that most other people wouldn't touch, so we'll leave that alone. <laughs> well, thanks for your time. True. You're welcome, buddy. Have a good day. Thank you. All right. All right. Now we don't have any callers on the line, and we do have, oh, about 20 minutes left here. So, okay. So what other wild stories on alignments can you come up with? Oh, let's see here. See now, I've been busy on other things. I haven't been thinking much about this. Okay, all right. Let me let me bring one up that you told me. Go ahead. There is a concrete pumper operation up in Minnesota that builds concrete pumpers. Yes. Good, good, good. good. Yeah, and they needed alignment equipment to align these brand new multiple axle cranes before they go someplace. Right. And they built this crane, and they had this alignment equipment from another company. Not us. And between driving it from Minnesota to Dallas, they ruined a complete set of tires. Yeah. Their delivery charge for sending a system down 35 from Minneapolis to Dallas was $30,000 for the tires. Yes. Okay. So they wanted to research this and figure out what was wrong. And we had done some work with them in the past. So they asked us to send somebody there to observe what's going on. And the other alignment equipment company had somebody there. Right. And they went through a whole process of comparing measurements and not and this and that. Mm-hmm. And finally, our guy said, well, what you've done is not in alignment. And the guy says, but my printout says it is in alignment. And our guy says, yeah, but the tires are going to wear bad. And the other guy said, and this is the key, alignment has nothing to do with tire work. Right, right. If, this, if my numbers say that this is correct, then it's correct, and the tires are just going to have to live with that. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale's uh, response, Dale's, uh, I should say, his first statement was, when I align these uh, vehicles my way, the tires last for two seasons. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with alignment, yeah. says the guy that builds alignment equipment. Right. That sold them. How, how much was that equipment? Do you remember? $100,000. $100,000 worth of alignment equipment. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of the fun ones. What yeah, was, by the way, the, huh? my, the part of that story that I like best is yeah. 
Dale knew where he was going because from the time he got off the interstate, down the exit ramp, down the main road, into the lot, and around and back and over to the, the bay door where the vehicle was, he was following uh, uh, tread crumbs left on the ground by this this, this poor misaligned six axis. Scrubbing rubber off as right. he's driving around the road. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it. we got two more callers here. We we so, can't tell stories anymore. We're going to stop for a minute. <sighs> All right. Okay. This is uh, Dave uh, calling about drive tires. I think. Hey, Mike and Kev. Hello, Dave. Hey, I got a three. Dave's not here. <laughs> I got a three seventy nine Peterbilt dunk truck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've talked to you, Mike, about my tires wearing in and stuff. I had all new wheel bearings uh-huh. put in there and all that stuff. Got it uh, uh-huh. torqued down like you want, um, like you yeah. said to do. But the tires are still kind of wearing in. Could these axles be, you know, a little too light? And I should do like what you do with them Henderson trailer axles? Okay. Let, me, let me make sure I'm hearing what you're saying. You're wearing the inside edge of the inside tires next to the frame. Is that correct? Yeah. But they're yeah. all, it's sloping And you down. probably... Yeah, it'll slope down that way. Okay, and you probably have the lightweight drive axles, the 9.5-millimeter housings, and they will go that way. And I believe, I firmly believe, that if some angle iron was welded on the housing from the suspension out to the brake backing plate, it'll only be about a 3-inch long piece at the most. And you may even have to put one on the top and one on the bottom, but I'd start with one on the top. I believe that will reduce or eliminate that problem. The problem I have is that I haven't had anybody do that and then call me back and confirm that I actually fixed it. Right. Nobody wants to weld on the drive axles. Well, I'm fixing a weld on one of mine because one one of them's got a got a crack in it. So I'm going to get another one. You see, and we're going to weld it up real good while it's out off the truck. Now, see, that's for, for years we have welded on drive axle housings. Mm-hmm. We've welded up cracks. We've welded spring saddles on them. We've done all kinds of welding on it. And then when I mentioned welding a little angle iron on, everybody gets paranoid, and I don't know why. Uh, I, got a, I got a friend that's a real good welder. He does all the welding on yep. Navy, SEAL, uh, Navy SEAL boats in Hawaii. So and he sure. goes over here nice. back and forth. So he's, okay. uh, I can get him to The only it. trick. You have to be careful when you're welding on a housing that if you put too much heat, you can draw the housing and change the toe or the camber in the axle. Oh, okay. As long as you're aware of that and and double check and make sure you haven't drawn the housing and changed the toe or camber, I don't see where there's a problem. All right. Well, maybe we'll try that because I got to get probably four tires put on this. The one, one time I ran... 120s in them in the back because I'm all, I'm like mm-hmm. 34 35,000 on the drives all the time when I'm loaded. Um, okay, but they uh, so I dropped them back to 100 and they're kind of wearing that inward more so now. And um, uh-huh. I was just curious uh-huh. if it was you know could be a little weaker or something, maybe that's why because if they're only what 19,000 pound rear ends, well, they should be 20s. But but there's two different thicknesses you can get. What brand truck is it? Peterbilt, 379. Okay, that's right. It's probably Dana Axle, and Dana doesn't mark the thickness of the housing on the ha- on the housing. So you have to look at the ID plate on the front face of the housing, and it gives a serial number or, or an ID number. For example, RD would mean rear driver. And then like 155 would give gear ratio and stuff. And after the numbers, there might be a letter there. And if the letter is H, that's the heavier housing. If it's not an H, it's the light housing. Okay. Okay. I might have to call Peter Bill to find out. I don't think there's any plates on the front of it anymore. Like I said, the plates are gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 98. Well, if it's a 98, then. 98 could be either one. Yeah. By then they had started, they, they came out with it in the late nineties. Yeah. Late nineties is when they changed, they added that light housing. And they were, they were all yeah. nervous about it at the time saying, Oh, you're going to see all these problems. We had not noticed it for five, six, seven. Not years. until the low rolling resistance tires came out. And then right. it started showing a problem. And okay. These, uh, yeah, these are, are the, uh, 
it says uh, the 38,000 pound rears, you know, total on there. They're only 19, so I'm sure it's a lightweight one. Well, yeah. yeah, that's, that's probably right. it. All right, I buddy. Good luck to you. I'll call you back if it works All out. Right. All right. Thanks. I appreciate no, that. Good. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye. Yep. Yep. Right. All right. Ninety-eight. All right. We got one more. One more. I. You know this when the when the when the automatic system translates what you say <laughs> and turns it into the topic that they are calling about. Sometimes it's it's like they're speaking a foreign language. Yep. So. I have no idea what we're getting here. Uh, hey, oh, me hey I've got, yes, it is. And I've got uh, kind of the same thing as your last caller, but I just wanted to ensure you guys uh, first that the advice that your grandma gave that uh, it's good advice and mine sex life is not a pain <laughs> in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> yes. I, oh. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Mine, mine's a little different because I don't need, hopefully don't need to do any welding. I'm, I'm uh, specking a new truck out and mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I had the heavier axle on the um, mm-hmm. drive axles. So we're not mm-hmm. sure if it's going to be Meritor or Dana because Dana doesn't go as low in the gearing on some of those. So you have to go Meritor uh, for the gearing. So I just got to look right. for an H in it on either one. Well, it's the H on the Dana. Right. It's okay. marked with an 11 millimeter on top of the housing on the Meritor. Right. It's either 11 or okay. 9.5. The 9.5 is the thinner housing. But if you just specify that you want the 11 millimeter housing, either one can provide it. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I, I get to make that decision. I don't want to have to weld if I can get it right the first time. That's right. So, that well, that's correct. all yep. I had. So I'm going to take both the advices I've heard from you today and have a great day. <laughs> you do the same. All right. All right. You have a good one. Right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank Bye. you for calling. Yep. All right. And we do have, we still have one more. Yes, we, have- we have enough time. Okay, so this one's from Georgia. And Georgia. Sure. Georgia. This is about tires. Georgia. Georgia with the days through. Yes, sir. Is an old sweet time. Uh, yes, sir. Hello, man. I've got a uh, 19 Kenworth uh, straight truck. Uh, that's got the big front tires, 315, ADR 225. Yep. And yep. I've got. I had new tires put on it, and it run great for about 10,000 miles. And mm-hmm. the right shoulder of the right front tire is wearing off mm-hmm. square. Um, it's The other other treads are, are even, and this one tread is a quarter of an inch lower than the rest on the far right. Now, that's just the way outside shoulder on the right front tire, correct? Yeah, well, the whole tread is worn even yep. flat. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. But it's the outside rib, right? Yes, it is, the outside rib. Okay, all right. Now, more and more of the trucks are being built with what's called a wide-track steer axle that will turn sharper than a standard axle will. Mm-hmm. Ah, now, okay. with the 315 front tire, how, what's the weight rating on your steer axle, do you know? It's the, I don't know the weight rating. It should be a 20,000-pound axle with those big tires. Mm, it could be. Do you have okay. two steering gearboxes on the truck? Nope, only one. One, okay. All right. Are you driving the truck right now, or are you out of the truck? I'm, I'm sitting on the shoulder of the road. I'm in the truck. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. And the engine's running? No, I had the engine shut off. You can start the engine, though, couldn't you? Yes, sir. And the wheels are straight ahead, right? Yes, they are. Go ahead and fire that thing up. Okay. Let's see how many turns you can get. Yeah. Yeah. What we're going to do once you get it fired up is I want you to turn the steering wheel to the right, and I want you to count how many turns the steering wheel goes before you hit a stop. Well, about two and an eighth, not quite two and a quarter. 
you've got a wide track steer axle. Okay. And the turns going past two, when it goes past two turns on the steering wheel, the tire is leaning up on that outside shoulder and the tie rod and steering arm are losing control because you've turned it so sharp and the tire can wiggle a little bit and it'll start wearing that shoulder and just eat it right off. Right. Now, behind the right front wheel in the backing plate is a steering stop bolt that eventually yeah. will come over and hit the axle. Now, if you okay. undo the lock on that and you screw that out so that the steering wheel won't go quite two turns, I want you to stop it just before it gets to two and lock it. Okay. It should not do that again on the next tire. Get that wear. I'm on that. Maybe making the wear worse and faster is caster. Yeah, but it would do both sides. It would. But it's only doing one. Okay. okay. Now, the reason it doesn't cause a problem when you turn that far to the left is that when it gets that far over and the steering arm and tie rod are in line, the drag link is hooked up to the left front tire and won't let it wiggle. So it doesn't cause a problem on the left turn. It only right. causes it on the right. Only on the right. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. One other one other tire wear question I have. Uh, these are new tires. Well, ten thousand mile tires, uh, or they got ten mm-hmm. thousand miles on them. On the tread, mm-hmm. it's not a, a a deep pattern, but there's a shape on the top of the tread. On um, this tire has a as the two outside treads and then three treads in the middle, and each right. one of those each one of those treads has a slit in it about the size of a knife with a po- pocket knife, like a pocket knife cut. Yep, it yep. is near. It's called a side cut. Yep. All right. In that little two inch piece of rubber there, uh, there's a mm-hmm. uh, not quite an oval. It's a, more like a teardrop shape. The big part mm-hmm. of that teardrop is toward the front of the truck. And the little part is toward mm-hmm. the back. That that little mm-hmm. area is a little bit higher than the rest of the tread. Okay. Um, are the sight cuts that you're talking about, are they in line with the tread or are they sideways to the tread? No, they're sideways. Okay. When you step on the brake and the tire is trying to grip the road to stop it, it's tearing that little sipe and creating what's called a heel and toe wear. Just like a drive. If you slid your finger around the tire toward the front of the truck, it would feel fairly smooth. If you slide your finger toward the back, you'll catch each one of those lips and it'll yes. feel it yes. sharp on your finger. That's exactly right. That's, That's right. Called, I think so. That's called heel and toe wear. And that okay. tread design is encouraging it to rip when you step on the brakes. Wow. If, okay. if the design of that site was at an angle instead of straight across, it wouldn't do it. So it's a poor tread design for that particular problem. Yeah, for that problem. <laughs> Maybe it's great for braking. We don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's trading okay. tire life for braking. Yeah, Goodyear had okay. tires like that years ago, and they just killed and towed terrible. Yeah. Okay, this is a general, and it's got WT mm-hmm. behind it. Yep, it's a waste tire. It's designed for the uh, waste hauling uh, uh, heavy duty turning and operations. Okay. Okay. Tires that are probably okay. going to fail because of damage before they fail. Yeah. It's a work. tough tire. It's designed to be tough, but it's got that one particular problem. Okay. All right. All right. Well, they, they use this truck. I run five to 600 miles a day. Uh, and I run out mm-hmm. of the East coast. So most of my travels are flat. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's out and back. We don't come back loaded. The customer only wants uh, one one chemical in the tank, so we come back empty every load. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting well, half loaded and half empty miles. You could go to the general tire salesman, which is also Continental Tire, and you could get a 315 that doesn't have that characteristic and wouldn't do that again next time. Okay. Okay? All right. You have yourself a great day, buddy. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Uh, we do have two more, and I guess we started late, so I guess it's okay. Kevin runs over. We can run over. We can. So this one here, this again, it might be just a foreign language this guy's speaking, but maybe his name's Jim. I don't know. It's okay. English is a foreign language to me. Yeah. Hello, uh, somebody from Van, Texas. That's right. Hey. 
Shane, Shane, Shane. I, I don't speak a foreign language, Shane. but, you know, hey, <laughs> it works. It's <laughs> um, foreign to somebody. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you go to California, it'd be real foreign. Um, there you go. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to pick on you, Mike. I forgot you were from California originally. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> you know what happens? You know when you get the... The California Cebola cereal, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. There's they're full of fruits and nuts when you get lift get rid of the flakes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I got a All question right. pigtailing off of that last gentleman's uh question about the jam nut on the steer axle. So uh-huh. on a three a three eighty nine Peterbilt, the last one yep. I had before somebody helped themselves to it and stole it from us. I had just oh. recently adjusted those jam nuts to where I could turn mm-hmm. equal distance to the right and to the left. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't have it long enough to see any tire wear. Right. The next one will be here at the end of the month of July. Is there a disadvantage mm-hmm. or should I not mess with these jam nuts? Because I was just trying to get it to where I could equally turn as sharp to the right as I could to the left from the packer. Well, the only the only problem we have is when it turns oh, more man. than two turns to the right, we lose the outside shoulder of the right front tire. Especially if gotcha. you're backing into place. Yeah, if you're hitting docks and stuff like that, it's really bad. Right. So other than that, I don't care how many turns it turns left and right. And if you don't care about the wear on the outside shoulder of the right front tire, and if you want that tight turn for your operation, then just accept it. Accept. Yep. Oh uh, no, I'm, I'm a tire really nut. I like I like to get the mileage out of them. So so keep it at I do too. two turns max. Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. That is. And true. it doesn't matter on the left side because you have that drag link attached to the driver's side. Correct. That is correct. Yep. It could go okay. two and a half to the left, but I only want two to the right. Okay. Right. Okay. Perfect. Well, the last one, the the last one we. It had 155,000 on it when it was it disappeared, and our mm-hmm. steer tires were so nowhere whatsoever. Cool, uh, you know, That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a, oh, as yeah, a history I, lesson, it, thank you, history sir. lesson. Let's say it was let's say it was 1965, and you had a nice new truck. How many turns? Would it be, or how many degrees would it be able to turn left? Okay, and right? before they came out with setback front axles, all the all the axles were right up at the front of the truck. Yeah, the tires only turned twenty degrees, twenty degrees total. Yes, when they came out with setback front axles, the tires could turn forty degrees. What the new wide track axles will turn up to fifty five degrees. Right, and back in right. nineteen sixty five, when you could only turn at twenty degrees. Left or right? Mm-hmm. How much caster was on that axle? About three degrees. Three. They had three. Degrees. Well, no, no. Well, way back then, there was there was a manual degree. steered truck, right? And you only had a half degree. A caster. half a degree. So you had a half a degree of caster, and you could move it wow. twenty degrees left and right. Now, granted, you had bias <laughs> by tires, so the life was iffy. And most of them were cab overs mm-hmm. because the length law at that time was from the front bumper right. of the truck to the rear bumper on the trailer, right? When they changed the length law to only include the trailer, then everybody went conventionals. Right, right. right. So, so yeah, now we can turn 50-plus degrees left and right. And you've got uh, some, some are getting upwards of 7 degrees of caster. So the, the rare rate, the, the amount of action going on to the shoulder of the tire is increased greater than yeah. it was at the beginning of, the, of our history yep. of trucking. So that's where we're at. Awesome. All righty, buddy. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank Talk you. Talk to you later. Have a great one. Right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Okay. One more. One more. Tire talk. Jeremy wants to do some tire talk. Tire talking. All right. Hello, Jeremy. Come on. Hello, Jeremy. Yeah, hi. Hi. Howdy. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Uh, that's good yeah, information. Nice uh, okay. About backing. Uh, I guess I do a lot of that, and uh, I was. That was my question. Can we really cause a wear with uh, just backing, you know, I mean, turning it more than two and a half, but I'll, I'll start watching that. Um, 
because my last set of tires, we uh, we had about over 150,000, and yeah, I still had nine thirty seconds left on it. Everything was wearing good. That's but, pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but but we started developing a bad shake, and it was getting worse over the week, or every day it was getting worse, and then so yeah, it was just we jacked it up and um, spun it and saw that it was way out of like there was one spot like it got bashed or something there was a yeah. like uh out uh, around or something you, what do you do for balance uh I, you know these these weren't at all done they were done on, at our yards and whatever they brought us it was good year so yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh, right mm-hmm. you know but uh yeah, there was a bad uh i could see where like i must have hit something pretty hard on the road you know the potholes or something would that cause uh that that could be it was just one spot and was i couldn't ju- see they, was it just was it just on the shoulder of the tire or was it in the middle of the tire um shoulder uh wait just on see. the shoulder yeah it, yeah it was that's hard Mostly man that's hard to remember i can't on, remember that was it on the shoulder remember. was it on the outside shoulder or the inside shoulder of the tire i want to say inside I want to say inside. Yeah, on I'm looking at a bit. Did anybody check to see if the rim got bent? Right. Uh, no. That's the unsupported bell of the rim there. Okay, but the then they did on steer. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, they were they were trying to say um, that it, I broke a belt on the sidewall, maybe like he was feeling on the side. He's, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, actually, I couldn't see. I couldn't tell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So no, but when you hit a yeah. good, when you hit a good bump, and if you're going to bend a rim, it bends on a steer <laughs> axle. It bends on the inside because that's the unsupported part of the rim. Right. Oh, is it okay? To break a belt. It could be bad enough to bend a rim. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I have to check that out. Okay. Well, we put new steers on and had it balanced, and um, or whatever they, you know, and and mm-hmm. everything's just mm-hmm. everything's perfect now, smooth. Good. Well, we'll just go along so, and see how it goes then. Yep. Really? Okay. Would I notice it right yeah. away if it was a, if I if I had a bent rim? Would I already notice it? No. no. If it's only a mile really? bend, it will take time to accumulate enough damage to show up in the tire again. Maybe twenty wow. thousand miles before you start to see that dip. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Where that dip was on the rim, if you had it painted on there, this is where the dip was. Then you could just track it that way. But yeah. Just wait and see how it goes. Okay. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Goodbye. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the show. Mm -hmm. That's uh, we're we're out of calls. Uh Uh, We've had some discussions. We've said some things. We got calls from Texas, Georgia, uh, Salt Lake, Bemidji, Ohio, all over the country. That that was really nice. Uh, and uh, let's hope that that continues next week when we're back here. We'll be back here next week, right? As far as I know. As far as I know, I don't have anything scheduled now. All right. So I may be in the middle of a nap. What's that? I may be in the middle of a nap. A nap. I can wake you up. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Thanks, everybody, for calling. In. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you. Bye.